Hey guys, this is another episode of Care Dangerous Talk. I wanted to go live this early afternoon to talk about the passing of legendary DJ K Slay. I wanted to bring on today somebody who could really speak on the type of person he was, somebody who had a working relationship with him that I know could probably speak on him a lot better than I can. So before we get to that, I got to hit you with the intro. So let's do that and we'll come right back. Hello, so we're back and I'm joined here with New York rapper. I'm gonna call him New York today because we all that's what's on our minds today. New York, New York rapper Sky Zoo. How you doing today? Good, good. I'm New York every day, not just because of today. So let's 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 get that right. <laughs> well, that's me. That's me talking saying that. Oh, okay. Okay. Word I, up. You know, I put on my New York hat because I, I see did. it. I see I you rapping okay. Today. Yes. So we're here to talk about the legacy, the life of DJ K Slay. And I know that you know, you had dealings with him. You've been able to work with him. And he's helped you in your career. So I just want you to, I just want you to go and just speak on him. Today. Yeah. Well, first off, rest in peace to the king, the icon K Slay. You know, it's a super sad day for hip hop, super da- sad day for the city of New York, but also um, hip hop in general, you know, everywhere because he impacted the sound and the culture and the fabric of it all everywhere out from New York and beyond. You know, obviously he was a New York guy. He was from Harlem, uptown and all that. And uh, but but what he did, he changed the game for so many people throughout hip hop. You know, he, he got love in the South. He got love in the Midwest. He got love in the West Coast everywhere. As far as the mixtapes, you would see him, you know, put other regions on or work with other regions and, and embrace all of that while being known as such a a New York guy and a staple within it. And um, he was hip hop, man. He touched so many so many parts of the culture, right? Like everybody knows him as a DJ and a producer and all that stuff and the mixtape game. But then also, you know, he was a legendary iconic graffiti artist. And a lot of people who got hip to him as the DJ, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s may not have been hip to him as Dez, the iconic graffiti artist all over the movie Style Wars, you know? Um, A lot of people didn't put the two together because he looked so different when he was a teenager. He was slim and all that, you know? (laughs) And um, he was a monster with those cans, man. I actually don't know what he was better at from DJing to tagging up because he was a wow. monster with those cans, you know. And um, shout out to my man Scheme, my bro Scheme. He's a New York City icon, graffiti, legendary graffiti artist. And I know he's he's definitely feeling it right now because they were like super, super close. They were in Style Wars together and they came up together tagging the trains. A lot of pictures you see of K Slay tagging the trains scheme is right there in the background and vice versa so shout to my bro scheme that's the og i know he's feeling it right now but um you know slay was that guy man des was that guy you know it's like two different people as the same person um please go look up his graffiti work please please go look up his graffiti work man he was a master with it and um and obviously with the mixtape game i mean he ran that for so long you know drama king you know mixtape awards and all that he ran that, you know, and and for me, I met Slay. You know, it was a it was a time where like, you know, coming up, you had to 
have K-Slay in your corner somehow. You had to be on his mixtapes or have him host your mixtape or have him spin your joints on the radio or bring you up to freestyle. You know, you weren't solidified if you didn't get one of those boxes checked off, you know. So Slay used to show me a lot of love, you know. He he was the streets and, you know, just the culture of outside and the fabric of the concrete and all that. And he always would spin my joints on the radio. He always would make sure I was tapped in. He always would show love. And if you look at, like you're showing the cover right now, Cornerstone Classic, that's an old mixtape from 2007. Uh, one of my first mixtapes, not my first, but one of my first, mm-hmm. 07, I'm, I must have been, what, 24, 25, and young guy coming up, you know, and um, and he did that. Him and shout out to my man Mick, who used to go by Mick Boogie back then. They did that, you know, and Slay held it down. You know, he we reached out, me and, and um, you know, my manager at the time, we had a relationship with him already, you know, just from mm-hmm. being in the scene, him seeing us grinding, us looking at him as the top dog icon that he was. And, um, you know, we was able to get that going. And he hosted that for me. And, you know, when he hosted it, he played joints. He showed love. And even beyond that, he would play joints, show love, always, you know, always love, man. And then it's crazy because he reached out to me in late November, early December. He reached out and he was like, yo, Sky, I'm working on a new album. I got to get you on it, man. You know, shoot me a verse. You know, I got this beat. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, absolutely. So, you know, I did the verse, and he was talking about doing the video. So I shot my scenes for the video. I sent all that back to him. And the last time we spoke was like mid-December. And um, we was talking about that. He was like, yo, I got the files, bro. You killed it. Boom, boom, boom. You know, get everything going. You know, as soon as the record is done, I'm going to let you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I right, bet. And that was the last time I spoke to him was like mid-December. Yeah, mid- mid-December. And um, like a little bit before Christmas. So I want to, because I didn't start with this, but... DJ K Slay had been dealing with COVID, and I know me personally, I, I follow him on Instagram, and I had been watching to see his progress, and and I had actually said to myself, he's been sick for a long time, and I didn't hear right. anything else about it. When I would look on his page, I would see they would reschedule events, and right. I and I know that I saw DJ Kid Capri, he actually had uh, caught COVID as well, and he he recovered. But then I still wasn't hearing from DJ K Slay. And so when we get news that he died on Easter, yeah. it was wow. And I want to just go shows you go yeah, it just shows you how long he was dealing with it, you know. Because like I said, the last time we spoke was mid-December. And I feel like it was right after that, is when he might have got sick, you know. So if you look at around Christmas or whatever up till Easter. You're talking what four months, you know. So he he was he was dealing with that for a long time, man, which is incredibly sad and um it's heartbreaking, you know, for hip hop and for his family, you know, outside of the music, for his family, for his loved ones, you know, prayers up to them, shouts to them. I reached out to a couple people this morning that I know that are really, really, really in that circle. You know, I reached out to people and just made sure everybody was okay and just showed my love and all that. And uh yeah, like I said, man, the last time I spoke to him was mid-December. And I had sent him the files back for this verse and for this video. And he was like, yo, good looking. You killed it. I'm excited to put this joint together. You know, I'll keep you posted as soon as it's done, whatever, whatever. And I was like, all right, bet. And that was it. And then I reached out maybe a couple weeks and, you know, Merry Christmas, all that, and didn't hear back. And, you know, whatever, whatever. But then I, I got a little worried. And I was like, Dad, I didn't hear from Slay. And that's not like Slay. You know, he would holler right back. Yo, what up, bro? Boom, boom, boom. So, you know, I was like, that's not like him. So I reached out to some people in a circle and they confirmed it. I think before a lot of people in the world knew, they was just like, yo, he, he dealing with, you know, with the Rona right now, you know what I'm saying? But he going to bounce back, 
you know, he, he on the up and up, he gonna bounce back. I was like, all right, word, word, you know, just let him know, you know what I mean? Let him know, heads are checking in on him, whatever, whatever. And then boom, months later, like, I'm like, dang, you know, where's Slay at? He's still dealing so with that. So you never got him on the phone or anything? No, 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 because he was he was in the hospital, you know what I mean? So right. like, he was in the hospital. Um, Yeah, so, you know, it's it's uh, it's awful, man. I would think about him like, damn, what's up with Slay? He's still, he's still dealing with that, you know, because I, I knew, you would see him active on the gram if, if he wasn't still dealing with that. You would see him moving and shaking and getting back to it, you know, getting back to the culture if, if he was all the way up, you know. Um, so I knew he, he might have still been recovering, but I was hoping, you know, everything was going in a positive direction. And it's just sad, man. It's it's, it's a hit for hip hop, man. It's a huge hit. Well, yeah, let's, and let's take it back to um, the feeling of his mixtapes because he worked with so many different artists and he actually worked with a bunch of artists who recently passed, like Young Dolph, um, the guy from New York. Um, who, um, I can't think of his name. The guy big in the drill scene. He was helping him out. Even Fred the Godson. Pop Smoke. And his yep. picture with me with Fred the Godson. I know he was working with him before he passed. And Fred the Godson yep. ended up getting COVID and passing as well. And I think they actually, if I'm not mistaken, DJ K Slay did. Uh, either Fred the Godson's last music video or one of the last with him. Right. Um, you know, he, he's just been a guy that works with some of the biggest people in hip hop. But what was it about his mixtape series that was different than other mixtape series? Like we had the Street Sweeper mixtapes that were hot, you know. Yeah, he, 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 embodied, he embodied the streets. He embodied the streets. If there was a, a disc record, you know, if heads was going at each other, if there was a diss record or whatever, he would be the one to play that, first one to play that. He didn't care whose side of the fence, whatever, whatever. He just put the music together, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't ride for either side. Well, so-and-so is this and so-and-so. These two rappers is going at it. He would just give it to the streets. So-and-so coming at so-and-so, boom, they go to joint. This one came back at him, boom, they go to joint. <laughs> he was so respected in the street that nobody questioned who he was or what his motives was when it came to playing disc records on his tapes or, you know, yeah. whatever was going on in the street. Like nobody questioned it because he was so solidified and he was such a stand up individual. You know, he just gave the streets the music. He literally was the streets. You know, he literally was the streets, man. Um, you go to any corner, any hood, it was about case late tapes, especially in New York. And then mm -hmm. you talk about straight stunting. Straight stunting was, you know, a humongous magazine that he put together that he created and, and he did and all that where it was a men's magazine with all the Instagram models before Instagram existed. You know, they might've been MySpace models when, when, when the magazine first started, you know, but all of the baddies and all that. And that was huge for jail culture. You know, it, I mean, you had a magazine that was as big as a Bible with beautiful women, beautiful black and, and, and Latina women, and articles with rappers and interviews with rappers and, and album reviews and all that mixtape reviews but it was you know focusing on beautiful women and that was huge for jail culture you know it still is you know they get those in jail those is a big deal in there so everything was the streets everything he did was taking care of the streets making sure the streets had a voice making sure the streets was tapped in and, and what i appreciate about him mm -hmm. he made sure you know he, he would spend my music and my music is is a, a different side of the fence when it comes to the street. Like my music is, you know, the people call it the, you know, the intelligent intellectual side or, you know, if the guy that went to college but was from the street made music. Like that's kind of the crowd that I serve. 
and he would make sure my joints got to the street and the street would be like, yo, we rock with Skies, it was crazy. Even though I wasn't making beef music and all that type of stuff, you know, he, he represented, like I said on my gram earlier, he made sure all MCs, if you was nice, all MCs was represented regardless of hype or not. Whether you had a billion people behind you or whether nobody ever heard of you. If he heard you and you was dope, he put the light on you and, and showed you love and, and let the world hit, you know? So a lot of people don't do that, you know? And everything always went back to the street, everything. And he held it, man. Nobody had it like him. That's beautiful. And I just want to let people know because you you talked about his beginnings and he was a graffiti artist, which a lot of us didn't know. And, yeah. he, and he was slim, you know, had the hair on his head because we always saw him with a cap on, a yeah. baseball cap. So it was beautiful to get that backstory. But I know that he began selling his mixtapes on the street corners of New York City's West Village around 93. And, um, you know, he featured artists on his mixtapes like Eminem, 50 Cent, and Jay-Z. I think, wasn't he um, a big factor in 50 Cent in the beginning of his career with helping putting him Absolutely. out? Absolutely, without a doubt. Without a doubt, because again, you know, if you if you know what it was back then in 01, 02, 03, 50 had the streets and you couldn't have the streets without K Slay. Mm. It was impossible, especially in New York. You couldn't have the streets of New York without K Slay. You know, K Slay would have to be a part of your regime if you wanted the streets of New York back then, you know, and still to this day, I mean, he would be on Shade 45, you know, one of the biggest radio networks in the country in the world you can get shade four five anyway and he's playing guys from the projects in harlem he's playing guys from the streets in brooklyn and queens and like he showed that love he put the light on heads if you was dope and you was getting busy and you was authentic and you was real with yours he was spinning it you know and a lot of people can't say that and and it's it's an honor to have been a part of that and have had a little bit of anything with him you know it's an honor and I, i'm just I'm happy that, you know, we was building lately and, and you know, he reached out for me to do that record for him, you know, and um, of course I was like, yeah, bro, that's done. You know, he called my phone. I was like, man, that's done. Like, I'll get that done in heartbeat. And I got Absolutely, it. right? <laughs> you know, yeah, take love, your time with that. A legend. I was like, yeah, I, 100%. You know, I did that and, and then he was like, yo, you know, we got to get the video, man. Can you shoot a clip for the video? I was like, absolutely. And we did that and, you know, and, and, and that was that. So I'm, I'm glad we got to build whether the record comes out or not. I don't care. I'm glad we got to build one last time and really mm -hmm. shake and do some things together before, you know, he, he transitioned. Before I let you go, I just want to read to people what, um, and thank you for sharing your stories with DJ kid Capri said, because like I said, they both had COVID and just a little bit of his Instagram post, DJ kid Capri said, this hits different. I spoke with his mother before it hit IG tonight and I'm just heartbroken for her. I still can't believe it. If you remember myself and Slay got sick at the same time in January, he went to the hospital and I didn't. I talked to him. He told me, kid, I almost checked out last night after that. I stayed in touch with his moms for a while, thinking everything was getting better. As I said on Drink Champs, where I also said DJs have to support each other, we lost a great one. This man is true hip hop in pure fashion and someone who has helped many and a big blow to the DJ community. But she lost her son. My condolences go out to his family and friends. People, we cannot take each other for granted. Tomorrow is not promised. Check on your people. God bless and rest in peace. DJ K Slay, love you, man. And you always be missed. The drama king is in the building. Lock in. A yeah, beautiful absolutely. tribute by DJ Kid Capri. And although I don't have it with me, I'm not sure what the issue was with DJ Clue. 
I know they had a little disagreement back in the day, but even DJ Clue, obviously, he had to say something today after hearing about the loss of DJ K Slay. On his post, he said, prayers go out to his family, friends, and loved ones, and the whole DJ community. We lost a great man, rest in paradise, King. And he said he was still in disbelief, and that's coming from DJ Clue. So it's good to see the DJ community get together and honor this man. And I'm seeing a lot of rappers as well post that DJ K Slay was one of those DJs who helped to put them out there. And they're so appreciative of his work and his Yes, yeah, just like I said, you know, it's the same story that I told you. You know, mm -hmm. the same story I told you is what other MCs, you know, coming up and who came up. Have, have the same story you know he helped us all out man he one way or another you know either he hosted your tape or you got a freestyle on his tape or you was on his album or something you know like mm -hmm. he, he brought you up to the radio to freestyle he played your joints on the radio something he was all the way tapped in it didn't matter who you was affiliated with if you was connected to somebody if you had a deal who your manager was none of that mattered all that mattered was is if he heard you and he thought you was it he was going to press play and that's what he did. Are those your final words, guys, or anything? Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. 100%. Okay. Well, my final words before we get out of here is just to say I heard all the wonderful things Skazoo just said. And for all the up-and-coming DJs and all the people who's the young DJs, I just want to say you can follow behind what DJ K Slay did. He's a pioneering, he was a pioneering guy. And it sounds like to me, all that was important to him was to have whoever had the talent. It wasn't about no other bull crap. It was about, are you talented? And I want to bless you by giving you some spotlight. And I think that's beautiful, especially with all the cocky DJs we have now. It's good to hear a story about somebody that was really just about the talent and showing love. Yeah. So you're really going to be missed, DJ K Slate. And again, thank you, Skyzoo, and to everybody watching. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe to the Care Dangerous Talk channel. And I'll see you again soon.